Details are important, and especially when you're sharing testimonies because people hear the testimonies of what God does in your life, and they take that, and that becomes uh, almost like a, a vision of what they believe that God can do in their lives. And so I think it's really important to provide context to testimonies that God gives you in your life. Of course, there are some details that may not be appropriate, but, um, but details are important when you're sharing um, things that God does in your life. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be able to share that. So I want to start out with prayer. Um, God gave us a word at the beginning of this year in our time of prayer and fasting that this was going to be a year of 2020 vision. And God has continued to confirm his desire to open our eyes and to open our ears to what he's doing and to help us to walk in that. So uh, I just, I just want to pray. <clears throat> Father, we, we thank you for your word. I thank you uh, for this opportunity to share what you have done, Father. I thank you. Um, just for the testimonies that you give us. And we know, God, that what you do once, that you are more than willing and you are happy to do again in the lives of others. Father, we declare that we have 2020 vision this year. We have perfect vision this year in every area of our lives. And I ask you that uh, during this time you would open our eyes even more, uh, open our ears even more, open our hearts even more to hear from you so that we may do what the Father does. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, let's go to the next slide, please. Um, the passage I'm going to be coming from um, for the teaching today is coming from Habakkuk chapter 2. <clears throat> this is my 2020 verse for this, for this year, and uh, I'm, I'm just so excited I'm going to read it out. Um, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Yea, also, because he transgresseth by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlargeth his desire as hell and is as death, and cannot be satisfied, but gathereth unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. Next slide, please. Um, as I go throughout this uh, message today, I'm going to share um, two fundamental elements that I believe God spoke to me about, uh, really about vision, but they also apply to your finances and really any other area of life, right? Uh, and then two critical principles, and I'm going to share about a, a one-year journey. So let's, uh, let's talk about the fundamental elements. I read from um, Habakkuk chapter 2, and the first verse talked about, um, about the Lord speaking to Habakkuk, and Habakkuk responding to him and saying that I will stand upon my watch, 
I will watch to see what God will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Uh, if we go to the next slide, the, uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is the importance of understanding that God wants to speak to you and the importance of positioning ourselves to hear from God. God is always speaking to us and there is this powerful thing that happens when we hear from God when we attach faith to it, and then we walk out in what God does. It's almost like this, this big bang that happens here on earth, right? Uh, it's this, this moment in time when, when heaven meets earth, and we hear from God, we attach our faith to it, and we walk out in what he, he wants us to do. And I believe, I know, that that is something that God wants to happen in our lives perpetually. You know, we, we read in the Bible about God speaking to people, and sometimes it seems like he speaks to a person, and they kind of go for a while, maybe years or something like that, and he'll speak again. But I really believe that with God's spirit in us, his Holy Spirit here on this earth, that that is something that God wants to do perpetually in our lives and in every area of our lives, that he speaks to us, we hear his voice, and we follow him and obey him, and we see great miracles happen. So there, there are things that can, you know, people can attain some type of um, success or wisdom on earth without necessarily hearing from God. But I think that when I know that when we hear from God, those are the times that when things that normally would have taken 10 years happen in one year. Things that would normally take eight months happen in a day. Things that people who, the, the hundred people that go before you, they've each said no, they've each had no's to them, and all of a sudden, and for no reason at all, you get a yes. That's what happens when we hear from God, we ingest what he's telling us to do, and we move out in it. My prayer for, for my life is that it becomes just simple to the fact that I hear God, and I have the courage to walk out in what he wants me to do. You know, we, we think of all these different types of successes and things that we want to have in our lives. And really, I believe that it boils down to having a clear ear and a clear heart to hear from God. And then having the, the grace and obedience to, to follow him. I think it, we can really boil it down to being that simple. Because once God tells you what to do, it's going to be the best thing that you could have ever done. And then if you have the courage to follow him, you're going to see the results that he wants you to do. I think that we complicate life a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we need this help book and this other self-help book and, you know, this and this and this. But I think that we can simplify it a lot by just asking God and, and sitting before him and asking him to help us to hear his voice and then having the courage, the bravery to walk out in what he wants us to do. My, uh, my prayer for this year, for this decade, is to make my life that simple, where I'm, I, I can hear from you and I can follow in what you want me to do. Um, we have a next slide here. Okay. <laughs> um, as we hear from God, it's, it's important that we record what he wants us to do. So the word that he gave to Habakkuk, uh, after, Hab after Habakkuk said, you know, I'm, I'm going to stand and I'm going to wait to hear what you have for me. And I thought it was really interesting because his, uh, his position 
and hearing from God was that he, he, he said, I'm going to stand and, and hear from you. It wasn't like a position of like, oh, I'm going to lie down or, you know, I'm going to sit here. But it was almost the, the way that, that I saw it is that he was already positioning himself to be in a place of action when God spoke to him. I believe that there is a, that, that there's a, um, I believe that God is more of a God of action than we know. I think that we can sometimes sit and pray on things for years and years and years and years. And, and sometimes that's needed. Sometimes that's necessary. And sometimes God tells us to wait. But I tend to believe that sometimes God wants us to move a little bit more than, he, than, we, than we think that he does. And so I, I like how Habakkuk said, he says, I'm going to stand here. And I'm going to wait to hear what you're going to say to me and then what I'm going to answer to you. And I think that that should be our position as well. Um, when we were going through those 21 days of prayer and fasting as well, some of the other words that we received from God um, were in line with believers being on the offense this year and this decade. You know, we have generally, traditionally taken the position of prayer, and, and I believe that's that's super necessary and there is a time for that but I was really encouraged to hear that um, this is the time now for Christians to move as God moves us out as God gives us things to do we are able and we will have the courage to move out and do it a part of that that's really important though is recording this vision as God speaks to us. So, so God's going to speak to us, right? We're going to hear it. He's going to give us the courage, but it's also important that we record the the vision and we record what God speaks to us. So, why is that important? It's important for a number of reasons. I'll give some some personal reasons for my own um, my own my own experience. Um, recording the vision that God gives to you gives you a blueprint for what he wants you to do, steps that he wants you to follow. I don't know about you, but I can hear from God one morning, and the next morning I will have either forgotten it or it will have slightly changed from what he originally told me. My emotions get into it, and I could be off on some other squirrely path, you know, in, in 24 hours. But I have learned the importance of when God speaks, find some way to record it. I either use my phone or I write it down or something like that or, you know, use like the voice recorder or something like that. But if it's, if it's a, an important word from God, I make sure to record it. Um, God speaks to us in so many ways. He can speak to us through through the word, of course. I think that's the primary word that he's that the primary way that he speaks to us, but also through through Rhema words, you know, which I like to think of of as these um, word for right now with specific action for a specific situation. So he can speak to us, give us you know general wisdom through his word and, and through people, but then sometimes he gives us that right now word that we need to give us direction right now. And I think those are so important. And 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 those are the words that we really live by. You know, when it says that the, the just shall live by faith, when it talks about um 
us walking in faith, I believe it's those rainbow words that God gives us that gives a specific direction for our lives. Uh, when we write down the vision, it also deals with our emotions. You know, as I said, we can be happy one day and like, yay, we're going to do what God says. And then the next day we're like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I really want to do it. I'm not really feeling it today. Um, and, and so it's, it's important that we put those blueprints before our eyes of what God um, has told us to do. It also helps us to engage our minds with the mind of God. I'm going to share a little bit later how God helped me to write the vision for my finances. And, and this will transition to finances, so don't, don't worry about that. But um, when we begin to, to write down and kind of order out what we believe that God is speaking to us, it takes us from a place of being kind of passive, um, you know, I'm, I'm just shooting out prayers and I hope I get answers to actually being in a position that I prayed something, I heard from God, I got specific direction, I'm writing it down, and God, you and I are going to partner in, in seeing this thing happen. And I think that's so critical for our lives because it, it takes us from a place of... Um, you know, kind of being these inactive Christians, waiting on God to do everything. And, you know, Pastor Ray talks about waiting until we get to the sweet by and by, to actually believing that there are things that God wants to do in my life right now, today, in my generation, and I'm going to work with him to do that. It helps us to, to focus on things and, and work through details. Um, I, I will share later how God helped me to sit down and write the vision for the finances for our family, especially after we'd went through a period um, where we'd lost a significant chunk of income. And, um, you know, before I sat down and, and wrote out that vision, I had some assumptions about kind of where we were financially and, you know, how we would be and, and maybe what we could do in a couple years. But it wasn't really until I sat down and, you know, it was almost like a, like a counseling session with the Holy Spirit, you know, like God is obviously the, the best financial planner. And it was really like sitting across the table from, from Holy Spirit, my financial planner and saying, okay, you know, where, where do we need to cut back? What do our goals need to be? Where do you see us going in terms of being able to increase our giving in the next year? And I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. And just being able to sit down and understand what his goals were for our lives and um, you know, how he wanted us to exercise our faith, it was amazing. And, and I just want to say to that point that you know, believers, we, we are brilliant. We are brilliant. Don't ever let anyone Diminish your intelligence because you serve God. I know that there is a, a general thought that, you know, Christians check their intelligence at the door and then they just come and kind of believe anything and, you know, into this world of faith. But I believe that we have the mind of Christ and it's a mind of brilliance. I really believe that. For us to be able to look at the natural things in this world and its constraints and its limitations but still take the word of God, which has its own rules and the way that it works, which is completely different from what works in the world, but to be able to reconcile those and still walk in faith and still see God move on this earth, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it makes me excited, too. You know, I, I think of... Um, 
how the word talks about like Daniel and, and the children of Israel and how because they sought God and because they meditated on his word that they had understanding of sciences and knowledge of music. And then the word tells us in Psalms 119 that because we meditate on the word of God, we have more understanding than our teachers. The word says that, you know, the entrance of your word, it brings light. And so, you know, I declare over us and I know that our minds work more brilliantly and more intelligently than that of the world because we have the Holy Spirit, because we have the mind of Christ, and because we meditate on the, on the word of God day and night. And so we receive that. Those uh, solutions that the world needs for the coronavirus and, and whatever else, we believe that his people have the answers to that because we follow him. Um, also, when we, when we write the vision, it, it causes us to focus, helps us to focus, it helps us to take inventory, um, helps us to understand what his part is and what our part is. If we can bring up the, the Habakkuk verse again, I want to point out some really wonderful things in there. Um, Habakkuk took the responsibility and the position of hearing from God. That, that's our responsibility. We can, we, we, we ask God to, um, you know, to clear our minds. We ask God to give us ears to hear. But it is our responsibility to, to wait on the Lord. It's our responsibility to set aside time to hear from him and, and to make sure that we're in a position uh, where we can receive his word. It's also, according to verse 2, our responsibility to write the vision, to make it plain. It's our responsibility to run for those that read it. If we can go to the next couple uh, verses there, then it talks about that the vision will still come. Even though it may tarry, it will surely come. And that's God's responsibility that as we listen to him, as we wait upon him, and as we obey him, he brings the vision to pass. It's important for us to record the vision because there are literally some visions that may take our entire life to come to pass, or even generations. And if we don't be intentional about focusing on what God has for us to do, and, and even documenting that, it's very easy for us to lose focus and to lose sight. I think of King David. God gave King David the blueprint for building the temple of God, but it wasn't until his son Solomon who actually had the opportunity to do it. There are some visions that God is going to give us as parents that is actually going to be our children that are going to carry them out. But if we don't take the responsibility of still recording it and and passing it on to them, there are huge things that may not be done. That's a bigger responsibility that we have. Uh, and then it, it helps us to, to stay on track, too. I don't know about you guys, but um, again, God can tell me to do something one day, and then I you know, have other things that I have planned, and then the children, stuff happens there, and then there's stuff to do around the house. And it can literally be a week or a month before I do something that God wants me to do. And my heart this year is faster obedience, immediate obedience, as soon as God tells me to do. And when I write it down, that helps me to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I believe that God uh, has some uh, awesome things for us this year, and, and he, is, he desires to shorten that timeline between when he speaks and when things are done. Um, so moving on to, to verse, uh, I think it's verse, verse 2, um, I want to share a quick point on that. He says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. I believe that God is going to, is, is bringing us into a time of acceleration. I think that as we're in the last days, as, as things are happening all over the earth, I really believe that he's going to give us visions that he wants us to run with. <laughs> and we will not be able to run with them unless we have a clear picture of where he wants to go and what he wants to do. Jesus said when he was on the earth with his, with his disciples in his short three years of ministry that what I see the Father do, I do. That was his thing. What I see the Father do, I do. And that has to be our same mode of operation, that what we see God do, that we do. That's that perfect 2020 vision that I believe that God wants to do. And I really believe that we're going to see things happen a lot quicker than we would have normally done. When I share the testimony of how God erased the over $13,000 worth of debt for us, when I lined it out of how we should be able to pay that back, it wasn't until another six or seven months that we should have been able to do that. But I really believe that God is saying, will hear from me and obey me. I will cut that timeline by half. I'll cut it by 10, whatever he wants to do. But uh, it's our responsibility to hear and, and to listen. Um, so, so those were, were two fundamental elements that I just shared, the, the importance of hearing from God and the importance of writing down the vision. I'm going to start to transition a little bit more into talking about um, finances. So if we can move a couple slides to, yeah, two, two critical principles when it comes to, to finances. So we, we talked about um, the, the vision that God gives us in our life and the importance of, of applying it and um, taking inventory. But there's two, two things that I've learned in the last several years that, although I knew them in my head, they really became more of a revelation to me. Um, the first thing is that we are not to, to worship money. And I know for us that's like, well, duh, you know. But what I didn't realize was worshiping money was when we have this concept in our head of, oh, when I get more money, I'm going to this bigger house and these cars and these clothes and we'll be able to, you know, be able to take these vacations like whoever gets to. And, and those things are not bad in and of themselves, but it's when we see money as this end-all kind of nirvana that once we accumulate enough of it, it'll make us happy and we'll be able to have all the things that we really want to have. That is not the way that God wants us to look at money. Uh, it is not something that we can achieve happiness through. Proverbs tells us to not set our eyes upon riches because they will, they'll flee away, either by taxes or cars or whatever. There's a, a way that, with money, that it, it, it goes away. Um, it is a tool for us to do good with. 
And that good is taking care of our families. That good is preparing for the future with balance. And that good is giving to others to meet their needs. Um, it is, it's a responsibility that God gives us that we are supposed to steward it with wisdom and with balance. Uh, it is not something that will make us happy. And, you know, as I started to learn that, it was sort of like a bummer because I used to believe in um, shopping therapy. Uh, I used to think like, you know, it's a, you can go to a counselor or you can go shopping. You know, shopping is a, is a really good way of making you happy and helping you to deal with problems in your life. Um, and, and, you know, God gives us grace and we can buy things um, to enjoy. But money is not the end all be all. It will not solve all your problems. The other thing that, that I learned and I, I believe God wants to really impart to us is that there are things that are more valuable than money. Um, he talks about in Proverbs that wisdom is better than riches. And of all the things that you can desire, nice cars, nice houses, whatever, that wisdom is the chiefest thing to be desired. And... Um, just over the last uh, several years, when we didn't have uh, natural resources for things that we thought we had, and we prayed about it, and God would give us wisdom on things, and he would show us a different way to get what we needed, I found that to be so much more valuable than just having the $5 in my pocket, because wisdom is something that never goes away. It's eternal. The Bible says that God constantly wants to give us wisdom. It's available whenever we ask for it. It's more valuable and more important, more, more priceless to us than any amount of wisdom or any amount of money that we could ever achieve. Another thing that's more important than money is time. <laughs> um, you know, when, when I saw that it was like it was, you know, we had a lack of finances. And what I saw is like, okay, well, here are the bills. Here's what we need to have. And this is not enough for that. Uh, my initial kind of knee-jerk reaction was like, okay, we got to get more money. How can I get more money? You know, a second job, work overtime, all that sort of stuff. And um, I, I realized soon enough that, the money is not worth, it's, it's not worth the, the time. That, that's time away from my children. It's time away from really enjoying and doing the things that, um, you know, are, are valuable to me and my family. When you, when, at least for me, when I started to get into working more, it, it's more travel. I don't always get to attend prayer and things like I want to do here. And I just, I started to see that it's, it's really not worth it. It's really not worth it. God tells us in, in his word to not redeem money, but to redeem the time. That our lives on this earth are just a vapor. And we cannot buy more vapor, unfortunately. We cannot buy more time. It's, it's a finite amount of time that we have on this earth that God gives us as a gift. And no amount of money can give us more. So two, two critical principles when we um, are approaching our finances. Um, I've got one other 
area that I, I want to share here that I'm, I'm really excited to share. Um, can we go to the next slide, please? So I'm going to get a little bit more into detail of what I'll call my, my one-year journey. It's probably more like four years or so, you know, maybe a lifetime, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, really prominent things uh, that I learned in, in this one-year journey. And as I go through it, you know, sometimes we, we hear the great testimonies of what God does, and they are wonderful. And we don't always realize that there is a process that's happened before we see that breakthrough. And that process includes trusting God through times that uh, were challenging. It includes some disappointments and how to walk through and cope with those disappointments. Um, it includes hearing from God and um, you know, stepping out on those words of faith. And so I'm gonna share a little bit just about um, what has happened to us in the last couple years. And um, you know, I, I pray that it's a blessing to you. I, I pray that you also hear the grace of God that, that comes through this. Uh, so, so about four years ago, I think most of you all know, um, my husband and I separated. And um, you know, I, I was extremely happy that I got um, the majority of custody with the children, and, um, and and there was just a lot of expenses that came with that, right? Um, so you know, income is basically reduced by half, but you, but I, I still had a lot of the same uh, financial responsibilities. Um, God showed me, and He spoke to me through so many different people. Pastor Ray and Carol was one of them. Shirley and Mary was another um, source that, that God is, is going to take care of you. And uh, it was a very emotional time, at, you know, during that time. And most of my quiet times were just kind of filled with crying and just like, oh. So, you know, my ability to hear from God at that time was probably not very good um, just because I was really overwhelmed and emotional. But God was so faithful in sending people to tell me his word and to give me his encouragement when I wasn't quite in a place to hear from it. And, and I, I say that to say that, God speaks to us through his word. He gives us rainbow words, but he also sends people to speak words to us. And it's really important that our ears are even uh, open to that. And if it's in line with his word and we get a confirmation of the spirit, then we can take that as God's word to us. Um, one of the initial things that God really spoke to me about, in addition to the fact that he would be able to care for us and take care of us, was the importance of forgiveness. I did not realize at, the, at that time how important um, forgiveness was to receiving breakthrough, even in the area of finances. Um, I was angry because I felt like, you know, the, <clears throat> the person that God has put in our lives to take care of us has... Um, you know, decided to not take on that responsibility, and, you know, where is that going to leave us? And I felt, uh, I was just really angry. There was an opportunity for just a lot of bitterness to set in, and uh, God really dealt with me from the, from the very beginning um, to, to forgive. Um, and to, to not only forgive, but, but to, to bless him 
And that was very difficult for me because, um, you know, you, you feel like you're, you're right in so many ways, right? And you, you feel like you're a victim in so many ways. And, um, and um, even throughout that, you know, God said, you, you have to forgive. I have forgiven you for so many things. And, and um, you know, you need to forgive. And, and God was so gracious and helped me to walk through that. And, and you know, there were many, many times, repeated times, where you kind of forgive again and again and again and again, you know, um, but, but it was important, and looking back through it now, it was important to the level of breakthrough that God gave us. Um, <clears throat> I also shared a couple weeks ago when I shared the testimony that then God um, invited us to, to partner with him in helping others, and uh, he gave us the opportunity to adopt three beautiful children through Compassion International. We have um, a little girl from Mexico and two, uh, two little boys from Africa that we get to, um, get to sponsor. And, uh, you know, that was a challenge there because, um, you know, <laughs> we, we had a lack. Um, but as we saw God's faithfulness come through for us, we knew that we needed to, to, to be that for somebody else. And, um, and God helped us to step out in that. Let's um, go to the next. So another opportunity to hear from God and to trust him. So we'll, we'll talk about some disappointment. You know, we had to go through a couple of um, legal situations. And in, in one of the, the situations, um, I actually had to give a substantial amount of money to, to my husband. And, um, you know, I was uh, devastated when I learned that and I couldn't understand what God was doing through that. And, um, you know, again, anger set in and um, just not understanding what was God's purposes in all this, you know. And I, I thank God for Ray and Carol because they really helped me walk through that very deep time of disappointment and come to another place of trusting that God would take care of us and that God would turn what looked to be for evil and what looked to be um, unfair and a detriment to us, that he was going to turn that around and work it for good. And we transitioned to a place of gratitude, of thanking God um, for what looks to be good and what looks to be bad because in all of it you are working things for our good and in all of it you're sovereign and you're making us more like Jesus which is the most important part of our lives. So we get to this place of gratitude. <laughs> then we get to a place of more disappointment. <laughs> there was, um, you know, I had an opportunity last year to to get a promotion through work and I was like yes you know we've been kind of like going here little bit by little bit and you know making things work and uh, my boss said I'm gonna put you in for a promotion and that was gonna come with more money and I was like thank you Jesus well she put me in for the promotion and the promotion got blocked and um, the director ended up saying you know we need more information to give you a promotion we feel like you're not quite ready yet and um, that was hugely disappointing <laughs> again. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, we, we, we walked through that and we worked through that and we came again to a place of trust and gratitude and praise to God. Um, I'm going to finish this up really quickly. And, and so, you know, through that, you know, more trusting. And then there came a time that God said, I, I want you to sit down and I want you to get detailed in, you know, what, what your expenses are what your income is. I want you to put down one year, three year, 10 year goals. I want you to write out the vision of clearing off specific debt, of getting to a specific amount in savings. And you know, it, was, it probably took several months to get to that point, but we ended up with a very detailed vision where we felt that God wanted us to go. And I will tell you that happened in October of 2019, just last year. And since then, we have seen God accelerate credit cards being paid off, um, the legal debt that we talked about last, last a couple weeks ago, and just tremendous breakthrough in the area of our finances. Um, I'm gonna end this with, with two just specific um, praise reports that I think really point to how God moves very intentionally in our lives. Um, I'd, I'd shared the, the breakthrough about the, the legal debt how um, we'd had over 13,000 that we needed to pay off in, in October and how God paid that off for us in, in four and a half months. The other thing I wanted to share is that when God invited us to step out and sponsor those three children, and that was in addition to our tithes and offerings here, the amount ended up being an additional um, $135 that uh, we were gonna pay um, every month to Compassion International. And, um, you know, at the time it was like, okay, God, this is super faith. I don't know how you're going to do it, but, but we're going to commit to doing it. And we're going to see where we can uh, back up in other areas so that we can make this commitment. Um, last month, I had my performance evaluation through work, and they, um, they gave me a really good raise, and they gave me a, a cash bonus. I, I'd given this to, to David to put up, but I, maybe I'll show this another time. That bonus ended up being exactly $13,000 and $13,500. So we'd been giving to God $135 a month, exactly. And my bonus this year, God gave me $13,500, exactly a hundredfold of what he'd invited us to, to give to him. And to me, that was so specific <laughs> and so... Um, so much of God telling me that I, I see you, I, I saw you, I knew exactly what you were doing, and I'm not just gonna randomly bless you with some money, but I'm gonna show you that exactly what I led you to do, you heard me, and, and I struggled with that for a little bit because I thought, God, you know, we're kinda already struggling, am I really hearing from you? Is this really what you want us to do? I struggled with that for a few months, but, um, through this, God, God showed me, you heard, you heard my voice, which was so important to me. You heard my voice, you obeyed me, I speak to you, and this is how I'm showing you that you are walking in what I, I want you to do and that I'm with you. I'm just gonna end this with um, just a declaration over our body. Father, I declare that you are giving us 2020 hearing, 2020 vision in this year, God. I believe that you, and I, I declare over our body, that we will see 
specific things that you want us to do, and we will obey them immediately, and we will know when you speak to us, God. I declare that we will no longer uh, struggle over hearing your voice. We will no longer struggle with whether we hear your voice. But Father, I declare that we will hear you and, and you will give us confirmation that we are hearing from you and you will bring acceleration of your plans and your purposes in this year and this decade. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for blessing our finances this year, this decade. We thank you that you've blessed us to be a blessing and we give you praise in Jesus' name.